Man, you got joy this morning? I'm hoping I fire you up because we all got joy in the morning. And if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, okay? And Dwayne's got us doing this series on joy. The best thing I can figure out is, man, once I can get joy in me, I can accomplish a lot. You know what I mean? Once I know God's future plans for me, I don't really care what happens to me down here as long as I'm giving him the praise and him the glory. So let's start this thing off right. I'm going to open with a word of prayer and I'm going to read some scripture here. Dear my Father, I thank you for this opportunity to uh, preach your word. I just pray, dear my Father, that you give me the words I need to say. Slow me down. Don't get me too excited, dear my Father. Uh, I want to communicate your full truth today. And dear my Father, I want to be just like David's uh, song he sang. I want to sing my heavenly song. I want to give you and I want to boast in you today, dear my Father. And I just pray that you do allow your people in this place to know that they can have joy through you. And I thank you for loving us so much and giving us this opportunity to have joy way down deep in our hearts, dear my Father. No matter what circumstances come our way, help us to see that joy comes from you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I'm going to be in Psalms 30 today, if you'll turn there, Psalms 30, and then we're going to skip around a lot, so Psalms 30 is where we're at, we'll start at verse 1. It says, I will exalt you, O Lord, for you have lifted me up, you have not let my enemies rejoice over me, O Lord my God, I cry to you for help, and you have healed me, O Lord, you have brought up my soul from show you have kept my kept me alive that i would not go down to the pit sing praise to the lord you his godly ones and give thanks to his holy name for his anger is but for a moment his favor is for a lifetime weeping lasts only for the night but shouts of joy Come in the morning. And there, here he goes at verse 6. He says, Now as for me, I say in prosperity, I will never be moved. O Lord, by your favor, you have made my mountains to stand strong. You hid your face, and I was dismayed. To you, O Lord, I call, and to you, Lord, I make supplications. What profit is there? in my blood if I go down to the pit. Will the dust praise you? Will it declare your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be gracious to me. O Lord, my helper, you have turned me from my mourning into dancing. You have loosened my sackcloth and girded me with gladness. For my soul may sing praises to you not and not be silence. Oh Lord my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Man. Amen. I don't know about you. When I'm feeling down, you just think of that Psalms 30 verse 5 and joy comes in the morning, okay? That is the best thing. Out of all the things we go through, we know that we have a heavenly home that's already been bought if we know Jesus Christ. And we get to go be with him forever and ever. Amen. 
amen. All right, so that, that's what the joy is I'm speaking about. Without this cross, there's no joy. I get a kick. Christmas time's coming. And these stores are coming out with their ads how they can sell you joy. Hey, you can't buy joy down at the store, okay? You can't. It's not going to last. It might be a temporary joy, but it's not going to last. How many of y'all, when you were a little kid, your eyes lit up and everything around the tree, that item you really wanted was right there underneath that tree. And you had the best day for about a week, right? And then what happened to that thing? Hey, it disappeared. All right? It broke. It lost interest. It just quit. And that joy ended right there. But I'm talking the joy that lasts forever and ever, okay? And that's the kind of joy Jesus brings, okay? That's the kind of joy God brings in our life, that peace, that assurance that he's with us. And the way you have that, David spells it out. David, man, this is a, I love to read Psalms. Psalms are good, good things for me. How many of y'all, when you're in the, ra- or in the car, shout and sing and whatever you know i mean i i do man when i'm passing you and my mouth's moving i'm probably singing a praise song that just came on the radio this week as of preparing my uh lesson here man i'm a big daddy wee fan big daddy just writes some good songs and every time i get in the car it seems lately this week my story comes on oh lordy man when I hear that song about my story, I want to shout praises to my Lord because I'm standing before you as human, but I'm standing before you as a total sold-out vessel to the Lord, okay? And I want you to know what he's done in my life. I want you to know he's done great and measurable things in my life, and I can only count it to his glory, okay? And that's the way it is. And we're going to go in this uh, Psalms here. We're going to see David. Look at this first verse. I exalt you, extol you. Guys, that means to praise you enthusiastically. Okay? I work a lot with youth. Man, they're awesome. But sometimes, you all been there. Man, can you get embarrassed about praising the Lord? Okay? I'm not singing because everybody else is not singing. I'm not doing that because nobody else is doing that. Okay? Hey, in Vacation Bible School, my favorite song is, hey, I'll even become more dignified than this to give him praise because of what he's doing in my life. There's a reason David praised God because he was doing extraordinary things to an ordinary guy that he was just happened to be blessed by the Lord, okay? That could happen to you today if you just get on the boat with who God made you to be and what God gave you the ability to do, okay? But we were made to praise him. In Ephesians 5, 17, 18, it says your main purpose is to praise God. He made us to praise him. Well, Brent, I can't sing. Hey, if I had 
If I went off my can't list, I don't think I'd ever do anything, okay? All right? Right? But if I go on, hey, I'm going to make a joyful noise because God's excited me. God's given me reason to praise him. God's given me a reason to get up in the morning. Amen? But I can always find ways to praise him, okay? I'm hearing the amen, but I, I, I'm not feeling it, folks. Let's go. I'm trying to get you uh, just a little bit fired up here today. We ought to be able to find ways that we can praise God today, right? Hey, he's getting there, all right? We're, we'll keep going. We'll keep preaching. But he says, hey, I extolled you, okay? He says, I want you to praise me enthusiastically. I don't care what everybody else thinks. I want you to praise God because of who he is in your life, because of what he's done in your life. Listen to this. He says, oh, Lord, you have lifted me up. Man, how many of y'all have been there? Hey, I've been down in a deep, stinking hole, okay? And God has lifted me up. God has brought me from destruction to a life and a future that's with him, okay? He has done that. David's given him praise because he has been down in the dumps, okay? Hey, I want to know about uh, the time Samuel came to David's house, his father's Jesse's house. David didn't even get invited to the party, folks. All right? Here Samuel comes. The big prophet's going to anoint somebody as king. And he says, I want you to line up all your sons. He wasn't even counted as one of the sons, okay? He was still out in the pasture, folks. Did God pass him by? No. What man saw isn't the same thing that God saw. Hey, we don't walk by sight, guys. We walk by faith in our God. And one of these days, these blinders are going to be taken off, and we're going to see all this stuff, okay? But I want you to know there's a different world out there than what you're seeing, okay? And that wor- world is meant to be seen with eyes of faith, okay, as we walk with him. He does the stuff, okay? So know that. He lifted us up, okay? Here's the other part. It has let... Yeah. And have not let your enemies rejoice over me. Wow. There's a big one. My dad used to teach RAs. I loved him to death. I thought he was the coolest man alive. Because this guy was at a time in my life when I wanted to play basketball. God didn't make me a basketball player. Okay? Just didn't have the gift. I had the desire to play basketball, all right? I really wanted to be on the team. And every time I tried out on the team, guess what? Man, my name was never on the stinking list. It really burned me up because I really wanted to play basketball. And everybody was telling me I couldn't. And here my dad, he knew my sufferings. And I was hanging around with all my buddies on the basketball team. We all went to church and everything. And he got this great idea. I'm going to rent that gym for the boys. One night a week, I'm going to let those boys go down and play basketball. Hey, guys, he paid 20 bucks out of his pocket every week and let us go down and play basketball. But one night, he had this cool thing because he knew Brent loved to win. Okay? I always like to pick the teams. You know, that's like the boys on Wednesday night. They always, hey, Brent, I want to be captain. I want to be captain. Because we always pick the best teams. You know what I mean? Because I want to win. 
One day, my dad got in, in there, and he says, hey, I'm going to teach Brent a lesson. That's a hard lesson, but I still remember it today. He put all the kids on the basketball team on one side. He put all us kids that are wannabes on this side. In my mind, we already defeated them guys. But I want you to know, man, I played my hardest, but I didn't win. You know, that taught me a lesson. That God wants my best all the time, even though I don't win all the time. He wants my best. These other guys didn't even break a sweat. But us guys on this team, man, we were all the time breaking a sweat. We were all the time trying to do our best. But he told us not to give up. And man, I still remember that lesson my dad taught me way back then. Because I didn't want to give up. I didn't want to quit. But guys, how many times do we quit when life gets tough? How many times do we go, Lord, this must be the wrong thing for me. This can't work out. This is not going to happen. And we cash in all our chips. We need to let it ride. Because God believes in you. And what we need to do is start praising him when things are hard. I love that verse in James. If you'll turn over real quick to the book of James. James 1, 2 through 3. I was quoting this verse to Trey all this week because about the time we get something fixed in Judgment House is about the time some call came on the phone or it came some way. Hey, this ain't going to work, man. Somebody canceled out on us. This ain't going to happen. Listen to this. Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials. Wow. Hey, there's a perspective, isn't it? Man, think of that as a challenge, man. When you are dealt a cards, it ain't going to work out for a little bit. Know that it's pure joy to see God work in that situation. Don't cash in. Keep your perspective, okay? Consider it joy to see how God's going to overcome that obstacle. Amen? Hey, Miss Jackie, I'm going to pick on you. Jackie. Man, I figured we had our judge, okay? Jackie's been my judge in Judgment House for a long time. The, the person I didn't think would ever cancel out on me called me, uh, what was it, Friday morning. Miss Jackie goes, hey, Brent, I got something. I just can't be there. And you know my heart. I really want to be there. And I go, yes, I know, I know. But, uh, man, I can't be there. And I don't know if you ever went through Judgment House or not, but Jackie's got a list of lines, okay? I mean, she carries that scene, okay? And uh, she wasn't going to be able to be there. So I'm looking at Trey, and he's looking at me, and he's going, I didn't see this one coming. I didn't either. What are we going to do? I said, the only thing we can do, pray about it, and let's seek who God wants, okay? Hey, I went through a list, guys. I won't be shy about it. I went through a list. I was calling everybody I could think of, and everybody I was calling was thinking of somebody else too, okay? They were giving me somebody else, okay? All right. And then I called Mr. Dave Nave. I know he's played the devil. He ought to be able to play the judge. You know what I mean? But uh, Dave was over there. And then Steve Reed shows up at Dave's house. And Dave's going, hey, Steve, would you want to be judged tonight? 
Praise the Lord for you, sir. I'm telling you, Steve answered the call, man. He answered the call. Hey, but God worked it out. It wasn't a thing, I'm going to cancel Judgment House tonight. This thing ain't working out. This ain't going to happen. Okay? It did happen. God used somebody to fill that slot. That's the way God's people fill in for each other. All right? It's just, we overcome obstacles. There's no obstacle too great that God can't overcome, right? But we have to be willing. We have to be able to see it, okay? The second part of this verse, let's go. All right, in various trials. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces what? Endurance. Why in the heck's endurance very big? How many of you all want to finish the race? Hey, I'm in it for the long haul. I want to see this thing through because I know when I get to heaven, I'll stand before my Savior and I hope to hear these words, well done, my good and faithful servant. Man, you talk about something I'm looking forward to. That's going to be the best paycheck ever in my life. Amen? That's the reason I want to be there with him to hear that job. Well done. You didn't give up. The devil's throwing all kinds of stuff your way, but you didn't give up. You endured to the end. Praise him, guys. Praise him. He gives us a helper. He just doesn't say, hey, go get her done and not help us out, okay? He gives us. Here it is in verse 2. Oh, Lord, my God, I cry to you for help, and you healed me. Wow. Hey, guys. When you pray, your prayers will be answered. Okay? That's a hard thing to understand. Because sometimes God answers it with, hey, just be patient. Wait upon me. It's not in your timing. It's all about my timing. And while I'm pointing to me, I'm saying God's timing, okay? It's all in his timing. When he anoints us or heals us or brings us, okay? It's in his timing, not in ours. Okay, a lot of time we get tied up with God. I've done all this. I'm doing this. Why don't you do something with me? Why don't you heal me? Okay, the hardest thing is, I won't get real with you today, is Tom Seipel. That guy's been on my prayer list for about a year now. He's my missionary in Nicaragua. He's a guy I met the first time I went down to Nicaragua and my heart went out for him because He's a fellow youth pastor that gave it all up here in the States to go down and work with these kids in Nicaragua. He's got a real heart, guys, for kids. I've seen it, okay? I know this guy would, man, do anything to help these kids. It breaks my heart, guys, that this guy lives in this burrio, all right? And he's got this stuff in his lungs, a stage four type cancer type stuff. But I know my God, if he wants to, can heal that boy. Amen. Amen? But I don't know why he's waiting. It frustrates me. Does that mean I give up? Does that mean I cash in all my chips and say, God, your plan isn't good? 
It's the best plan. The best plan. Sometimes my trust needs to get there. My faith needs to rise to the occasion. Okay? Because I'm not living for something down here on earth. I'm living for him up there in heaven. All right? He's got much higher ways of thinking than I do. Sometimes my mind doesn't always comprehend what God's doing. Okay? So those things in life are tough for me to deal with. But God can handle the situation. But I want you to know there's always an adversary that goes against us. There always is. And that adversary is what? The devil. He's good at planting doubts. Get this. In the Garden of Eden, they were living life to the fullest. They were living, rejoicing with God, had that relationship going on, praising him, walking through the garden. All that was going great until one day when they did something God told them not to do. And then God came down and he searched for Adam and Eve. And he couldn't find them. They were hiding because they were naked. And God asked him this question. Who told you that you were naked? You've been naked all this time, but who told you you needed to hide? Who planted that in you? That's our sinful nature, guys. That's the devil. He uses that against us. All right? Be aware of those things. I want to take a detour. I want you to turn to 2 Samuel 24. This same story is found in 2 Samuel 24, and it's also found in, let me get my notes, uh, 1 Chronicles 21. I'm trying to find it myself here. All right, let me read the first verse here. Now again, the anger of the Lord burned against Israel. And it incited David against them to say, Go number Israel and Judah. The king said to Joab, the commander of the army, who was with him, Go about now through all the tribes of Israel, from Dan to Bathsheba, and register the people, that I may know the number of people. But Joab said to the king, Now may the Lord your God add to the people a hundred times as many as they are while the eyes of the Lord the king still see but why does my Lord the king delight in this thing nevertheless the king's words prevailed against Joab and against the commanders of the army so Joab and the commanders of the army went out from the presence of the king and registered the people of Israel let me tell you what was going on. God was wanting to do something with Israel. 
wanting to do something to take over another country or whatever. He's wanting to do it, okay? David, I don't care how big you are, you can always fall, okay? David's overcome the Goliath. God's anointing him king. He's given the kingship over the whole Israel. He's overdone King Saul. He's delivered him all this time, okay? He's done it all for David, okay? Here David is going to be asked by God to go and take over these other countries, okay? To overcome these people. And David is resting in, get this, resting in his numbers, in his army. It's not in the power of the God that he serves. It's in the numbers of the people in his army. And you see, God's anger burns against David because God didn't say, hey, I wonder if you've got enough men to go conquer this country. How many of y'all know God can conquer a country with just a few? All right, we've seen it with Joshua and his 300 men, right? We've seen him work. But guys, there comes a time in all our lives where we don't always see clearly. Chris and Kim over here. Man, they got a heart's compassion to share Jesus. Getting them on the field has been a major chore to raise the funds. But God did it. He did it. We need to praise him. It's not always in our finances. It's knowing that, hey, I'm called to go do what he's told me to do. He's going to work out everything else. Sometimes I want to sweat it. Okay? But rest your faith in him, not in the numbers. All right? I'm going to finish the rest of the story. God's anger burned against David. You find that in 1 Chronicles 2. Uh, man, they numbered these guys. They found out that David even wanted to number the priests, the Benjamin and those, okay? So it threw off the tally. The final tally is a little different than those two books. But one counted those priests and that type of thing that were supposed to be in the war tribe, okay? Anyway, God's anger burned against David. God's a awesome God. He gives David a choice. Since David's leader, he says, hey, David, since you went against me, since you uh, sinned here, there's going to be three years of famine if you choose that. Or for your punishment, you can have three months of uh, swept by your foes, okay? These other armies are going to come in and just sweep you guys for a while, for three months, okay? Or you can have three days of my sword, the Lord's sword. And then First Chronicles, you see David chooses the Lord's sword, and 70,000 of the Israel's people died. My walk with the Lord affects more than just me. Your walk with the Lord affects more than just you. You might not be king of Israel, but you might be a leader in your house. You might be a leader at work. 
You might be a leader at school. The decisions you make affect the people that are following you because they're supposed to see Christ in you, right? They affect us, folks. I'm going to leave that one there and let you think about that one. Here it is in verse 3. He says, O Lord, you have brought me up, my soul from soul. You have kept me alive that I would not go down to the pit. What's he talking about there? He's saying, you've kept me alive. You see, when God put this plague on Israel, it could affect David. David wanted the whole thing done to him because he didn't want to see these people that were in his country die. That's big. But God saved him. God saved King David. Still let him be king after all that. God kept his soul going. Guys, God gives us tough stuff to see what we're made of. To give us a chance to honor him and to praise him. I wrote this down while I was sitting in the coffee shop at Panera. Praising God, five things that come out of praising God. One, it gets my focus off myself. It gets my focus off myself and on God. If I can praise him for what he's doing. Guys, I'll tell you, I grew up in a Baptist church. I already told you that. One of my favorite songs, Dave, we used to do, the song leaders used to get up there and said, anybody shout out a number out of the hymnal, we're going to sing it. And I'd shout this one out. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Man, I'd sing that one at the top of my lungs, and you guys know I'm not a good singer, but man, I'd do it anyway, okay? Because, man, I just love to see what God's doing, okay? And I would try to list them off of what God's doing in my life, the blessings that I had. And guys, still today, I count myself counting my blessings along life's way because it shows me I'm on the right track. I'm going the road less traveled. I'm going where he wants me to go. And it's not about me. It's all about him. So it gets my focus off me and more on him. Jeremiah Jeremiah 9, 23 through 24 says... Man, whatever you do, boast in the Lord. Don't boast in yourself. Boast in the Lord and what he's able to accomplish through us. Okay? The second thing. By me praising God, he places humility on me. Humility. Because God's in control. And God's able power is going to come. Humbleness. It's an act not well represented today. Because it's all about me and this self-generation. 
Can you think of a ways you can humble yourself today? And I was trying to do that. Just by the plain fact, God, when you pray, take off your hat. Bow your head. Sometimes when I'm alone, I get in a sanctuary in there and I get down on my knees and I pray. You know why? It's not that God's going to hear my prayers any closer, but it's a way I can show myself that I'm humble to him. And it's not about me. So take the time to humble yourself. Whatever that means in your life, humble yourself. Try to catch yourself being humble. It's kind of hard, especially in this day and age. Number three, I love this one. Victory comes from praising God. Victory comes by praising God. The reason I thought of that was, do you guys remember this guy named Paul? How about Silas in a jail, in a dungeon, in a dark, dank place? What was their first instinct? Hey, how are we going to get out of here? I don't really think they were thinking that way. Hey, God's got us here. Let's share Jesus with everybody in this cell. Let's share Jesus in this jail. Let's share Jesus in this dungeon. And my Bible says they started singing praises to God. Hey, I thought, that'd be all right. I can catch myself doing that. How many of y'all would sing praises about half-heartedly? Yeah, yeah. It usually happens that way. But guys, as I read scripture, I don't think they did it half-heartedly. I think they were doing it because they really enjoyed being where God put them. In that jail cell. Sometimes we need to praise God when things ain't going our way, guys. Because God hears us. And he wants you to know that he can do whatever he pleases. Guys, he did something in that story that I have not yet seen done again. He made an earthquake shake and all the jail cells opened and all the chains fell off. Joy came in the morning. Because they were praising Jesus. Praising God for who he was. Guys, I can find plenty of times when, man, I can't praise Jesus today. Things ain't going right. Things ain't happening. Does that give me an excuse? If I love Jesus, I should always be praising him, right? Because I know joy comes in the morning. Amen? All right, number four. When I'm praising God, it edges out negativity and complaining. Whoa. See a few heads shaking. How many of y'all love to be around those people that don't have a positive thought in their head? Man, sign me up. You know what I mean? Put me on a bus with them for 12 hours. You know what I mean? You know what happens when you do that? I become more like that. But sign me up for somebody who's always praising Jesus and wanting to give him the glory. You know what? 
I keep coming back to more like this because I love to be around people that want to praise him. All right? Church family, where do we need to be? On the praising side. How many times do we get stuck over here on this side going, well, I can't believe what happened down there at that church. I know it happens, guys. You don't have to hide from it, okay? It happens in church. That's the reason we lead off with praise and worship. That's the reason Dave's a great praise and worship leader, okay? Man, if we got somebody up there that can smile and sing and get us started with praising him, that's awesome. Because that helps my spirit, right? That helps me see things in God's perspective and not in this perspective of where the devil can do anything, okay? I want when God can do all that he wants to do, right? Amen. I'll give you this little tidbit. I've had several people come by and say, Brent, I know that you started this judgment house a long time ago. It wasn't me that started this thing. God had this guy, and he used it, and I wanted to be a part of God using something. So I wanted to jump in on the bandwagon. And people around me and that type of thing, and they see the stuff that you go through with judgment house. Trey got his eyes wide open this year. Wow, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of tough stuff. It's like hurting ants, man. It's kind of tough. But I need all the help from this ant herder over here that I can get, okay? Because I love to see what he does. Because he does big things bigger than who I am. All right? So praise him, guys. Praise him. Your joy comes in. All right, man, you guys are getting it. All right, that's lovely. All right, number five, the last one. Praising refreshes me. Have you ever been outside? You just take that time. This, I want to thank Tracy for allowing me to go fishing. Tell you, we've got a Branson place out there, and it's paid for every year, and all i got to do is take the time to go and do. But, uh, you know, I bring out my phone several times to show you the fish I caught. But one day, guys, one day. I only went fishing for three days this whole year. But one day, that Wednesday, God was with me. Man, I caught over 100 fish in one day. But it was refreshing to get out of the office, to get out of Harrisburg, to get out away from everything, spend some time with God, doing something I love to do is fish. But it was refreshing. How many times do we need to be refreshed by his spirit? Every day. And it happens when we praise him. Get excited, folks. You've got power with you. All you've got to do is start thinking the attributes of God. Name me one. He's loving. Wow. Harp on that one for a while. I make the youth say, he loves me. You know the reason I make you say that? Because the world tells you differently. You have to walk a certain way. You have to act a certain way. God loves you just the way you are. God created you with 
extraordinary things, all right? He made you all different. Just because you're different doesn't mean you're trash. Amen? Find ways you can praise him, guys. Think about the attributes of God. Okay? He's a loving God. You see his anger, too. But God's anger only lasts for what? In verse 5, let's read it. It says, For his anger is but a moment. His favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may last for a night, but shouts of joy come in the morning. Guys, I hated when my dad disciplined me. Sometime he'd do that God thing and say, hey, Brent, which would you rather have, a week of grounding or a three of swats? You know what I mean? I'd rather have the swats myself, you know what I mean? It just gets it over quicker, you know what I mean? I don't like that thing of living there, you know what I mean? You've seen that in David. He says, hey, Lord, I'll take your spear because I know you're a merciful God. I'll take your sword because I know you're merciful. How many of y'all have ever heard your parents saying, this is going to hurt me a lot more than it hurts you? <laughs> hey, believe it. I didn't believe it until I got to be a parent, you know what I mean? But God teaches you things on your way. God's anger only lasts a while, okay? God gets angry with us. God disapproves with us because he loves us. He disciplines those he loves, it says in Hebrews. Okay? I have a tendency to do the wrong thing. Do you have that tendency too? Yes, you do. It's called a sinful nature. But God's forgiven me. But still, he'll discipline me. He'll let me suffer the consequences for my wrong choices. But it doesn't mean he doesn't love me. He loves me greatly because he disciplines those he loves. I'm going to close it, man. I, I didn't know the time was getting away from me so much. All right. Here it is. He says you've uh, hidden your face. A lot of times the priest used to say, may his face shine upon you. That means the joy of the Lord shine upon you, okay? A lot in there. Uh, man, the reason David talks about going to the grave down here at the bottom, what can you do in the grave, folks? What can you do in the grave? Nothing. Correct answer. Praise him now. Don't wait. David's trying to get you pumped up to praise him now for who he is. All right? Don't wait when you get up to heaven, okay? People need to know how great God is, and they need to know now. And that's the reason we need to praise him today. Amen? And hear this. Hear this, O Israel. Be gracious to me, O your Lord. Be my helper. And you have turned my mourning into what? Joy. Dancing. Joy. Okay? You guys don't want to see me dance up here, but man, I get funky every now and then, okay? Alright? I raise my hand in service, okay? Because God has got joy in that, okay? Because I want to hold my daddy's hand, okay? That's the reason I raise my hand. You can let go and let God experience your joy. 
but you can do it with your body, okay? You can let that enthusiasm out. Let people know that you are praising Jesus Christ, okay? All right, I know it draws attention to you, but hey, I'd rather draw attention to him, okay? It's big. It's a thing we don't get a lot around here as Baptists. We need to be joyful, all right? By counting your blessings, you become more joyful that God's doing something in your life, that you're walking the path that he wants you to walk. Amen? Hey, joy comes in the morning. I'm going to end on that. There was three days of darkness, you know, when they put him on the cross. Three days. The Bible said it got dark, really dark. Split the veil of the temple. But that's Sunday. But that Sunday, you folks hearing me, that Sunday he did what? He stayed in the grave, right? That Sunday he did what? He arose. He's alive. Because he's alive, we can live a life worth living. Okay? And that life needs to be all about the purpose of praising him. So if you learn nothing today, Dwayne's going to ask you if you learned anything, okay? Joy comes in. All right, now that's uh, Matt, or Psalms 30, verse 5, all right? And know, as we get ready to go through Thanksgiving, we need to be thankful to see the joy in each one of us, all right? Encourage somebody. I want to brag on Trey just a little bit. Man, get this. I show up Friday night, and I'm, I'm staying in bed a little later Friday, you know, I'm be honest with Tracy, I'm going... Man, baby, it's going to be so difficult to put up all this stuff from Judgment House, and it's all got to be put up and all this stuff. I get here, and Trey comes in my office with a big thing of uh, cards. I'm going, what in the heck? He goes, I wrote everyone a thank you card for being in Judgment House this year. Wow, man! I didn't even preach the sermon yet. You know what I mean? He's already doing it. Praise him, okay? Find reasons you can praise him in your hard times. Praise him because he can do it. You know, cleanup went super because we had a lot of people that wanted to stay around and get it done. So, man, we were out of here by 12. That was awesome. But praise him. Everybody in here has got a homework assignment. Find some reason to praise God and share it with somebody else this week. And if you hear something negative, share two positives. All right? So that'll teach you not to be negative. Share two positives, all right? But Dave, you'll come up here. We're ready to close. I'm sorry I get so wound up, but this is a good sermon. Sometimes he gives me hard things. This is a good sermon today. I'm a positive type guy. I love to be a positive type guy. I live in a negative society sometimes, and it's hard to be positive. But guys, Jesus is the way you can be positive. He gave you joy. He gave you a home to come home to. This is not your home. On the other side is our home. If you don't know that today and you want to come forward to be baptized, you want to come forward to invite Jesus into your life, come forward today. We can talk about that. If you want to identify with this church family, come forward today. We need some more positive people to come here.
So we all could be a little bit more positive and find out what God's doing with us, right? Because we got big things to accomplish. We got to make his name great. Tell me, Father, I thank you for David's life. I thank you for all the Psalms he wrote. We just touched one of them today. Help us to get fired up about praising you for who you are, all your attributes, for just the ways you carry us through life. And Heavenly Father, help me to find joy in the circumstances that come my way that aren't very good. Help my friend Tom, Heavenly Father. Man, I just pray that you do a real work, Heavenly Father, and I know that you're working in his life. Help me to understand better how I can praise you through that circumstance. Heavenly Father, I just pray that you just be the one that may have accepted you as the first time this week in Judgment House. Or maybe this morning, they want to have joy in the morning. I pray that they'd walk this aisle to come find out who you are today. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this church family. I thank you for allowing us to be real. For allowing us to laugh sometimes together, to know that, hey, we do mess up. But help us to have joy in the morning because your anger doesn't last all day. Help us to know that we got a home on the other side. This earth isn't our home. Help us to praise you all this week. Help us on our homework assignment. In Jesus' name I pray.